Good evening, brother. Peace be unto you. I pray he's with us. And there is peace upon us. If you will, let's turn to John chapter 19. As a reminder, there's no service this Sunday. And then a week from now, our midweek service will be on Thursday, not next Wednesday. It'll be on Thursday. Uh, I'll be preaching, in, Lord willing, in Danville uh, this Sunday, and then in Lexington Sunday night, and uh, and then Danville again Tuesday night. We'll fly back Wednesday, and it's a late flight, so we'll be make it on time for Thursday, I pray. <clears throat> John 19. This is terrifying to me. <clears throat> Uh, I understand the ramifications of of what we're doing here tonight. Uh, I do remember who sent me. I do remember why he sent me and what he sent me to do. I do remember who I am and who I am not. I recall those things often. And this is a weighty, weighty matter. I thank God's given me a message. And I, I just want to say, too, I like preaching. I really do. I was talking to my pastor about that. I said, if, I, if I think the Lord gave me a message, I enjoy preaching. I enjoy when, when I have time to study. I love studying. I wish I could just do it all the time. <laughs> wish I could preach all the time. I tried to at the house. They won't run another room. I think the Lord gave me a message, and it terrifies me. And there might this might be one of those. It's, it's uh, December 13th, 2023. 50, 60, 70 years from now, somebody might be wanting to know what date this took place. And you're here. I pray the Spirit's with us. What thank ye of Christ? Is that an important question? It is. Now, what do you think about what he did? You think about his person. What do you think about him? What do you think about what he did? Because he did something. It's not some statue sitting somewhere that we can't, it's up on a shelf we can't get to. He came to this earth, he did something. Now, what do you think about it? I know it's been a long day. I know y'all probably was up late last night working, got up early this morning, go to work. You worked all day, and it's it's too hot or too cold and getting ready to rain or whatever. I don't know, fill in the blank. And it's going to be hard to stick with this. And I'm going to do everything within my power to, to swing as hard as I can. I'm swinging for the fences. I think that this is it. I think this is it. What do you think of Christ? What do you think about what he did? His work, his person and his work. Here in John 19, verse 16, we read John 19, 16. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. This is Pilate's doing. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, not a cross, not some cross, his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side one and Jesus in the midst. He bore his cross and went forth. I was trying to think of a, a title that provokes thought but isn't provocative, but I'll swing for that fence too. Do you wear a cross? Do you wear a cross? Do you have one on your bumper sticker? 
Do you have one? On, do we have one on this chart? These are important to some types of people. And there's three crosses spoken of in the scriptures. There's a physical cross. Was, it was, this was a wooden cross that their Lord carried. And, and, but there's a physical cross. Some people have wood ones. Some people have metal ones. Whatever it's made out of. They're on churches. They're on necklaces. They're on bumper stickers. There's the physical Roman cross that a whole bunch of people is crucified on. It's a common occurrence. There's the cross of tribulation being forsaken of men, of, of having trials in the body. And then there's the cross of atonement, paying for your sins, being forsaken of God. What do we think about this cross? This cross that our Lord bore. Was it a physical cross? Yeah, it was. Was this, was this tribulation? Was this calamity? Like well, you cannot imagine. I pray we don't ever enter into. And was it effectual? Was there atonement made? Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. What do we think about this cross? Is this the cross we wear? 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. There's many people on this earth that seem to agree with doctrines that people agree with, that the Lord has taught in their hearts. But when you say that they had to be saved by the preaching of the gospel, they say, now that doesn't fit my experience. Now, I, I come to the doctrines a different way. I learned or I studied or I figured this out, and then I found somebody that happened to be preaching in line with what I already had sorted. You were not saved. If you were baptized under a gospel where you thought that, you haven't been baptized. You haven't professed Christ publicly because you didn't know him. I don't know how, how, how more, I want to say that as plain as I can get it. Lord saves the means he chose. You say, some people say, well, you limit God by saying that. No, God limited himself. He said, this is my means of which I'm pleased to save my people. It's going to be through a man standing up who's experienced grace and preaches grace to you. And that preaching is going to be the cross. For the preaching of the cross, not foolish preaching. It says right there in verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. Do you want to perish? It's foolishness, but unto us which are saved. It's the power of God. The Lord did it. If the cross is preached, the Lord did it. On the front of our bulletin, it's changed a while back. Uh, I put a different text on there, but we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, don't matter what your background is, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Wouldn't have it any other way. What kind of cross is this? Is it physical? Yes, there's a physical one. Is this a trial like no trial that anyone's ever experienced? This cross is the cross of crucifixion. This is the work of Christ. The work of the person of salvation. My subject is the cross of Christ. That's my subject tonight. People say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about the cross of Christ, the work of the Savior, of the work of God. 
physically, I don't have crosses on this building. I don't have crosses on my neck. I don't put fish on the back of my car. I don't have catchy little bumper stickers and, and license plate covers and all those things. I don't do it. I'm not concerned about those things. Don't wear them around my neck. Concerning trouble. I, I want Some of you all want to pay attention to this, okay? I'm going to lock eyes with you. I pray for people, and I want God to make an effect on you. And I got some notes for you that I didn't write. Somebody else can read later that didn't get preached from here, but I read them. <laughs> and I know what's best. Trust me. God sent me here to do this. Have you ever seen me have a prayer list? Have you? You ever seen me get up and read a big old long list? Everybody need prayer? I do that on purpose. That's a cross of tribulation. That's, that's people wanting to carry around a cross say, oh, look at all the pain we're in. Now, do we have to know about our, brother, our brethren's sufferings? Of course we do. I don't know what to pray for. That's gossiping. And that's being seen of men, and God won't bless it. My experience is different. Well, the Word of God's different than your experience. Which one are you going to bow to? What you like or what God says? Now, mean it. Take that with you this week. I mean, and I mean like over the next four days. You hear what I'm saying? Carry it with you. I want to fully deal with this cross concerning Christ. I don't have things on the building. I don't have things on me. I don't have things on the stuff I own. I don't have, I don't put on a show for men to make sure I remember and I know everybody's secret troubles. Unspoken prayers and all this garbage. I have one thing and that's the atoning work of the Son of God. Are you interested in that? Do you care about it? This ain't Kevin Thacker asking. I'm going to show you in a minute. God says, "What is it nothing to you? <laughs> Running that weeping prophet. We'll see it in a minute. I won't get ahead of myself. I want to fully deal with wearing crosses, the physical and the metaphorical, by showing the work of Christ. I want to deal with the people drawing attention to themselves and gossiping about other people's sufferings and all the murmuring and bellyaching about what goes on in this body. And all that much speaking that they have their reward publicly, I want to deal with that by showing the work of Christ. What think ye of Christ? Who do you say he is? What do you say he did? That's, now we're getting that, we're getting on shoe leather. We're about to get in our text as we go through John to our Lord saying, it is finished. What does that mean to you? Is it nothing to you? Are there things that's more important to you than that? For millions of people, there are more important things. There in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 17, it says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. In chapter 2 there in verse 2, one page over, it says, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's a good topic to talk about. That's not nonsense. That's a good thing. Over in Galatians, Paul said, he goes, God forbid that I should glory save other than except for in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. What is this cross? Paul said, I shouldn't glory in anything saving Christ's cross, saving Christ's work, his atonement he made for us. What's this cross we glory in? What do we think about it? This ain't talking about the tree that Christ was crucified, crucified on. That's just the means on what, which it took place that the scriptures were fulfilled. 
Paul said, And this being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's a physical one. This isn't speaking, that's talking about the Roman cross, that type of death. Our text there in John 19, this is speaking of the wooden cross too. It says he took his cross. He bore his cross. Sometimes that cross means our sufferings, doesn't it? The believer's trials, the believer's temptations in this world, the pain that we go through. And the Lord told us that. He said in Matthew 16, he said, if, if, <laughs> if. What happens to you when the Lord says if? <sighs> he said, if any man will come after me, Lord, make me come after you. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That does not mean we take up a physical cross and walk with it. I saw it growing up. I was a little bitty fella. Children will call out the, the best things on earth. They'll just line out us old folks sometimes, won't they? Little bitty ones. I was four or five years old. I saw a man had a big old huge cross. I mean, six by sixes. And he's walking up them hills in eastern Kentucky, just dragging that thing. And I thought, he's a fool. That thing's heavy. It's humid out there. It's like 102 and... A couple days later, I saw the same man walking. I said, there he is again. But he went and got him a caster from Home Depot and screwed that thing in the bottom. He had a wheel. And I thought, that's cheating. Don't you, little bitty kid? He don't mean that. I told my dad, I said, he don't mean that. He's cheating. He put a wheel on it. He said, that's exactly right, son. He's cheating. He don't know what he's doing. He's a fool. You nailed it. That's not what the Lord was talking about. He was talking about the tribulation and the affliction that comes because of his word. And that comes from family members. And that comes from loved ones. And that comes from them good old churchy people you used to hang out with for decades. Those that we care so much about and we esteem highly over his word. And it comes from them. He said, take it up and follow me. Just bear it. Put it in your backpack and come on. He said, in the world you shall have tribulation. Remember, let's look at those parables parable of the sower. I don't want to be that stony ground here. When tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, this is that cross of suffering. Or, or pick, take up your cross. I don't want to wither away to you. This is tough. It's going to be hard. Like old Joseph said, you got two years of famine, five years of yet to come. Just hold on to your horses. Look to him. <laughs> and do it daily. It's going to happen a lot. Paul's context, whenever he said, I know whom I have. Turn over it. Let's look at it. 2 Timothy. Turning's good for us. I like to have a context of things. I don't want to just say stuff and not know what I'm talking about. I want to know what it meant. 2 Timothy 1, verse 8. <clears throat> Paul said, I know whom I have believed. He, it was, this is in the context of troubles and tribulations because of telling the truth, because of preaching this cross. That's the context. 2 Timothy 1, verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Look now in verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. What day? That day that he took that cross and bore it. That day he made atonement. That day he was made sin. That's me. And I was made the righteousness of God. That's him. That at one what do we? What do you think about that? I commit everything to him in that. 
And I believe he's able to do everything he said he's going to do. I do. When Paul said, I glory in the cross of Christ, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. He's not talking about a physical wooden cross. He's not talking about suffering. He's not talking about trials or tribulations or afflictions. What do you think about the atonement that was accomplished on that tree? That's his work. What do you think? This is real important. What do you think about the work? What think ye of Christ? This is eternal life or eternal damnation. These are weighty matters. It's important. Turn over to Lamentations chapter 1. Lamentations. After Isaiah and Jeremiah, and before you get to Ezekiel and Daniel, Lamentations 1. Many people prefer, most people, prefer a physical cross. That fellow in Kentucky... <laughs> Or people that prefer a, a trinket to hang around their neck or people that just prefer to, well, I, I put a magnet on my car, I'm good to go. Everybody know everything. That's a whole lot easier, isn't it? People prefer physical crosses. Most people prefer tribulation. But every person's days are few and full of trouble. Everybody's got trouble. Do you have trouble? Lamentations 1. It's after Isaiah and Jeremiah before Ezekiel and Daniel. Everybody's days are few and full of trouble. The scriptures say so. You got trouble? Things are tough all over. <laughs> I got two types of homeowner's insurance. One of it doubled this year. Just found out the other one up 51% this morning. <laughs> I got trouble. You do too. You live here in this county. We think I just warn you for what's coming next week for you. Everybody's got trouble. So they prefer to have long prayer lists and gang up on God and stage mutinies is what it is. And they say sweet little versy things. And I hope that the graces and, and the Arianic benedictions and they quote these things and they don't have a clue what it means. But it feels churchy and the whole time they're murmuring against God's providence. It's perfect. They prefer that over this atonement. We ought to be concerned about this cross of atonement. Look at Lamentations 1. Verse 12. Lamentations of Jeremiah. This is our Lord speaking. And Lamentations 1, verse 12. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. Is Jeremiah feeling sorry for himself? No, this is God's prophet. Let's listen to him. Verse 13, from above hath he sent fire into my bones, and it prevaileth against them. And he hath spread a net before my feet. He hath turned me back. He hath made me desolate and faint all the day. The yoke of my transgressions is bound by his hand. They are wreathed and come up, come up upon my neck. He hath made my strength to fail. The Lord hath delivered me into their hands from whom I am not able to rise up. What's he speaking of? Bearing that cross. Being forsaken of God, finishing the work. And he asked in verse 12, is this nothing to you? All those people that passed by that day, those standing there and those that were on the trees next to him, that gnashed him with their teeth. He was all alone, wasn't he? Was anybody with him in that wine press? He tread the wine press alone. This cross of atonement was accomplished by himself. And he proves it by asking, is this nothing to you? Is it nothing to you, all you that pass by? 
You want peace? You want peace? Do people like peace? You want peace? I like peace in my life, don't you? I like to have a peaceful home. I like to have peaceful work. Uh, I like to have just peace in this county. I need peace with God. You at war with him? You offended God? Where do you think that peace comes from? What do you think about his cross? The work of Christ. Paul said in Colossians 1, And having made peace, he made peace, through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. Turn over to Ephesians 1. How can we have true peace? He's got to reconcile things to himself, and he has to buy us. Ephesians 1. Verse 7. We must be a purchased possession. And that's going to happen through this cross. Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the blood of the cross, the forgiveness of sins according to. what? How, how much is that redemption? The riches of his grace. I abound towards you in this. I want to do everything I can to get you to hang in there and listen to me and what, what this book has to say. I pray God speak through me to you, to your hearts. Speak to their hearts is what I want to do. I can't do that. He's got to do it. Let's ask him to, huh? I want, I want us to get that. I bound towards you. As every, we're passing by right now. Look at verse 8. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. We're passing by this cross of reconciliation right now. Ephesians 2, verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. That's putting it away. That's peace. Do you need peace? Do you need forgiveness of sins? Do you need redemption? Do you need to be bought with a price? That's what he's talking about in Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's the work. How's peace going to be made? Christ going to go to that cross. Remember in Lamentations 1, 14, he said, the yoke of my transgression, my transgression. What do you think about that cross? Is it nothing to you? Not, not the physical one. Not, not the trouble, not the trouble that we face, not the pain we have in this body. What do you think about the propitiation? What do we think about the work of the person. Everybody knows Jesus. Everybody knows Christ. Everybody knows some doctrine, don't we? What do we think about the work he did? The work of the person. Hebrews 9 says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. <laughs> what do we think about it? Something we add to it? I'll tell you, the people that listen to other people, if the theme of the preaching is not this, it's noise. You got loud noise on your hands is all it is. There may be a cross on the building, but if there's no cross in the message, you've got nothing but a social event. You hear me? Listen to me now. If we walk 
right by this, this work of the person, if we just walk by it, if it's nothing to us, the captain of our salvation and what he did, if we just walk by that and we're not affected by it, you know what this is? This is bodily exercise, and it profiteth little. It's wildly important. I want it to be important to you. Oh, I do. If this remission, this restitution, this reconciliation, it's declared as finished, it's done. And that's praised as the work of the Holy One of Israel, Christ our Lord, His His completed work. That's the tone of the rest of the comments on this scripture. (laughs) Don't walk by it. That's the key to all this. Any page you turn. What about the Sabbath day? Christ is our Sabbath. He finished the work. What about giving? How are we going to understand about that? Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That's what he was doing. Turn over to John 3. Let's do some turning. John 3. Verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh into light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Why is Christ on that cross? Because I deserve that deserves to be me. My sin put him there. Natural man don't want to say that because they wasn't that bad. They've been on a sojourn their whole life and they've been pretty good. But he that doth not doeth truth, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Lord, you did this. My acceptance with God is your work, is your person and your work. My right to be there because you're just and justified is because of you and your work. He's everything. Peter Peter said, For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That That was the Holy One of Israel on that tree. He had no sin. This man was innocent. Because of me, he had to go. He said, weep not for me. I'm the king. I'm doing this for you. You weep for yourselves, and you weep for your children. This is good news. This is the gospel. Substitution satisfaction, isn't it? It concerns Christ. Paul said, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Paul, what's that? He said he preached the gospel, didn't he? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
That's what it's about. What do we see in that? Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteous. When you walk past that cross, that's what we're walking past right now, okay? Is it nothing to you? Or is that Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteousness? How do we have a robe of righteousness? Because of him. Because of him. That's what's in Revelation 7. One of the elders answered, said unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they, John? He said, I said to him, Sir, thou knowest. You know. And that elder said to him, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. What do you see in this cross of Christ? Deanne, what do you see in this cross of Christ? Karen, Mike, Matt? What do you see in this cross of Christ? I'll tell you what I see. Well, I'm, we're walking past it tonight, okay? Some will sleep past it. Some will yawn past it. Some will be bored about it because we've heard it 7,500 times. We're walking past it right now. Is it nothing to you? I'll tell you what I see. That cross that his cross that he bore, I see the eternal purpose of the Father fulfilled. Do you see that? Is that important to you? I see all the Old Testament fulfilled, all the pictures, all the types, all the sacrifices, and it's finished. It's done. We don't have to kill 200,000 lambs walking knee-deep blood. Each, go get your roast beef sandwich. Go, go out to lunch with somebody. <laughs> go to Jersey Mike's, get you a sub, sit down, and thank God. I see the Lord as his given names up there. Because he's on that cross, I see peace and rest. Jehovah Shalom. The work's over because it's finished. Ain't no, how you going to rest? There ain't no work to be done. It's done. I see he's our provision. Everything's provided for us. Jehovah Jireh. Everything the Father requires, it's in the blood of his lamb. Christ my Lord right there. That's what I see when I walk past. That's not nothing. What will we give for it? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. By his stripes we are healed. Jehovah Reah, the Lord's my shepherd. Right there is my forerunner. I'm going to have to die one day. He already conquered the grave. I ain't worried about it. That's him. Is that your forerunner? Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteous. That's the accepted work right there. Jehovah Shema, Lord's present. I'm with him on that cross 2,000 years ago. I can't explain it so. And I'm with him right now in glory. How about you? He said so. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, our banner. What message do we carry? I don't have another one. Now, there's things as we go through books, I could tell you what this means, and those 70 that went out two by two, I don't even want the dust on my clothes. <laughs> they started doing that in old westerns. They're probably reading John or Luke 10. I know what that means, but the only message there is is that cross. I see that cross. I see Jehovah M. Kadesh. You remember what that one is? I'm the Lord that sanctifies you. You need sanctify. You have to sanctify yourself. That's a lie. You'll go to hell believing that lie. He is my sanctification. He's our Passover. First Corinthians five says, "Plain as day, Christ our, who is our Passover." <laughs> He's everything. That rock that was smitten, that's, that's what's happening right now. And that purifying water, that life-giving water is coming out. 
on that cross. I see the brazen serpent. He's lifted up. There's no venom in him. But if we look to him, we live. In that cross, I see the love of God toward sinners. The most disastrous thing, the most horrible thing that ever took place is where the love's magnified the most. How could I say such a thing? But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. John said this, It was manifested, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God. Stay with me now. But that he loved us. And, and, there's, not, there's a lot of ands in the Bible, isn't there? Job said, I abhor myself. A whole lot of people hate themselves. There's suicides every day, right? And he repented in sackcloths and ashes. The Lord loved us. He didn't, what's, love does something, doesn't it? You love your family. If they're in need, you go out and help them, don't you? That's what love does, provides for. He loved us and sent his son to be the accepted Bloody sacrifice, the mercy seat where God would meet with sinners, the propitiation for our sins. That's what I see when I see that cross. When I walk by, we walk by every Wednesday and twice on Sunday, don't we? What do you see? I see the just one and the justifier, the holy one. This is right. This is true. True. He dealt truly with us. And that's the ancient of days that did it. I see peace unto this house. Like our brother read to start this service with. Peace be unto you. Whatsoever house ye enter, say first, peace be unto this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. Is that peaceful to you? Now, I told you I was going to deal with some things in my subject, didn't I? Now, to understand that, if, if the Lord's give us understanding, not just knowledge, if he gave us understanding, do you want to wear crosses? you want to put them on your building? Do you want to talk about everyone and their brother and all their troubles and their belly aching and your snake oil, your remedies? Or do you want to talk about the person and the work who is all and in all to us? I want that to be my conversation. How about you? When we walk by, that's what I want to see. Amen. All right. Brother Mike. <clears throat>